Hello and welcome to the Atma Podcast. I'm here today with Dan because um, Jordan is on holiday. Yeah, I want to say he's gone to Gran Canaria. I can't be 100% sure, but I'm yeah. sure wherever he is, he's having a good time. Well, I hope he is. So yeah, he'll be back next week. So you've got me and Dan today. You've got the pleasure of having us in your ears and uh, on your screens. We're going to be talking about uh, you, Les, in a bit. I'm sure people have got some opinions on that. I'm sure we both have got opinions on that as well. But I just want to say um, off my chest, uh, it's just more a personal thing for me, to be honest, but I need to know why gyms play certain music when you go in. Because I've been there this morning. I did my, lo- my leg session. And I don't know if, about you, Dan, but do you think that, would you associate the song Jolene by Dolly Parton <laughs> as a... As a tune that you could work out to, get up and go tune. I mean, yeah, it's not one that you think straight away falls into that category. No. I do like the song. To be fair, it's, it's a good bit, song. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe they're just uh, maybe they're just they're just trying something different, or there's like someone on shift who's like, do you know what? Just yeah. not into this get up and go music. Like, love a bit of Dolly Parton, yeah. and I'm just gonna play what I want to play. <laughs> It's the, it's a it's a pattern though. This is the thing. Like it's not just the Dolly Parton Jolene. It's like the Human League comes on. And I'm like, I like the Human League, but am I going to be deadlifting to that? Probably not. Um, am I going to be squatting to that? Probably not. It's it's just a weird choice. But you got to respect being different, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you have? Do you take like um? Your own music in, and yeah, like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I yeah. did have to because at some points I was like, "This is just." I'm actually getting put off by this music. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to kind of get in the zone, and you know, I've got like Dolly Parton in me. Is what's going on? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Oh, yeah, a, a song or, or like dictate the atmosphere. We once went um, to a, a bowling alley. I can't remember where it was, um, but they had a jukebox that was linked to the whole bowling alley oh right yeah um so whatever you played on jukebox would come out so everyone had to hear it um so we played a couple of games and just before we left we put in i think it was australia um we put in about 20 dollars worth of coins and then we right. just put hotel california on repeat oh, wow just <laughs> literally i think we you can you can pick as much i think we picked about yeah 10 10 or 20 times so just literally had it repeating so I'm sure that place emptied out pretty quick after we left. <laughs> did you did you leave like pretty sharpish after you chose them songs? We 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 waited for like two repeats wow. just to see whether it would like just to watch. Um, people hadn't really noticed by then because it's quite it links in, doesn't it? Like the end of it kind of links to the start. Yeah. So um, yeah, I imagine after that it would have got pretty uh, would have got in your head. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been. Again, it's a great song, but I yeah, mean, you could you can bowl Once. to that. Uh, it's bowling's probably not as bad as going to the gym, but yeah, this having that song yeah. on repeat is definitely gonna do some things to you. I think any song on repeat, yeah. um, will grind you down. Um, I'm not too bad with it. I don't mind. I if I like a song, I can listen to like it two or three times in yeah. a go. Uh, my brother hates that. That Jim, he, he he's like one time, and he's like, one no, time, yeah, no, one you can't listen to a, a song after the same song in 
in a row. <laughs> uh, which is quite funny. Yeah, I don't mind. I can do two or three and then I'm there, then I'm done. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I can probably do about two or three. But it's it's just finding the right song for the mood. That's that's the problem. But yeah. with bowling, you can pretty much pick anything, to be honest. It doesn't really matter. But to, yeah, to pick Hotel California 10 times is... That's yeah, a bit I rough. feel like in the in the gym, if yeah, a good song in the gym, you 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 get into it, don't you? Yeah, and I feel like it, it's it's weird because it, it has no physical change. But there's a couple of songs that I've played where I'm like trying to push away or pull away, and I'm like, this, I'm done. Like, I'm about to give up. But then I hear that song coming, and I was like, I'm gonna try and push through it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't, sorry mate, I've turned <laughs> my phone on airplane mode and I don't know. Jesus, airplane mode doesn't work on like iPhones. It's my laptop. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so weird. It's always happening. I don't get a call all day and then literally um, <laughs> jump on this and then people start calling me. I decline, so that should be all right. Sorry. Banging. That's fine. It's all right. It's all right. Everyone's getting calls. I mean, I don't even know if I'll put mine on silent, to be honest. It must link from a laptop because it's literally on airplane mode. So that's weird um, how how it would still work on airplane mode though. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. It's not my phone. Yeah, weird. Nice. Oh, technology. Yeah, it must be linked from my laptop. It's a cruel beast. It's a cruel beast. Let's let's talk a little bit about you, Les. Um, I'm sure there'll be people in the chat. I know there's a few people who regularly watch who live in or around London, so this is obviously going to affect you guys more than me. But yeah, it's um bit of a bit of a shit deal for you guys if you own a car that's not compliant. I think it's twelve pound fifty a day you have to pay if you're using a car that isn't yeah, compliant. To be honest, I never really took much notice of this because my car was a hybrid. Um, yeah. Well, it was like, it's a little bit electric. Um, but now I've got the Jeep, I'm fucked, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Because that is just a diesel monster. When was it so, made? Uh, 2015, the Jeep right. was. That might just be okay. Because I think 2015 right. was the cutoff point for where they introduced a new... Um, I think it was like class Euro class six or something like that, where they all had to be compliant for certain, um, basically emissions uh, regulations. But I think if you had any any older than that, I think you would have to pay the twelve twelve pound fifty. It's not like a hundred percent rule. Anything made in twenty fifteen onwards is compliant. It's just most of the vehicles that were made that sort of time are right. Um, okay. But the, um, the problem really lies in if you don't have a compliant vehicle, one, you've got to pay £12.50 every single time or every day you go into London or go into the ULES um, yeah. charging zone. Uh, and then if you don't want to pay the £12.50, you've then got to get another car. Um, yeah. And at the moment, that is probably... that Right now is probably one of the worst possible times to be forced to get another vehicle. Yeah, yeah. One because yeah, to be honest, that's that's creeping up to to my area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it on. The, close. I'll put it on the screen. I don't know because it doesn't say on here. 
Let's see if I can get a better map. This one's better. I'll zoom in on that one. And I'll put it on. Yeah, because you've got pretty much, like, it goes right on the border of Kent. Um, yeah. On the border of Essex, Hertfordshire, uh, Buckinghamshire, Surrey and Berkshire. So it's expanded from pretty much... It's almost doubled in doubled in size, over doubled in size. Basically, the zone. Yeah, it's it's got bits, some bits on the M25 as well, isn't it? Mm. So if you go in the M25, which is that's annoying because it's like, yeah, it's yeah. just spreading over little bits on the M25. So if you go in the M25, you're gonna get it done. Um, yeah, it's um, I think the green line on here. Obviously, for the audio listeners, I'll have to describe it to you. But for you watching, the green line where my cursor is, that was the original in 2019 mm. when that came in. The uh, purple is now the expanded area. Oh, or, so that one, yeah, that, it looks like you can go on the N25 and be all right. Um, I was looking at one on Daily Mirror, and it's got bits of the N25 covered in. Right. So that wouldn't be the end. I mean, the most would just go, right, yeah, anything past the m25 is green yeah and then because it, it's like weird isn't it i suppose it will tell you i, I guess it, it, it'll have some yeah signs or something. what's kind of weird is this bit like towards the top right if i start try and zoom in here oh god fucking hell yeah you've got a bit here that's kind of it almost looks like they've excluded the m25 but then expanded it uh, further. yeah that's that's worrying isn't it yeah yeah that's they've kind of yeah they've added that bit in. I bet that whoever this is pissed off. Yeah, because that that's just <laughs> like what what is this bit here as well on on the left hand side? Like, does this mean you can go in that area, that road, yeah. that major road there? I, it's so confusing how they've done it, but yeah, it's people are not happy about it, and I understand why. Is this from the date? That's from yesterday, isn't it? The date on it. What this, so uh, yeah, scroll back, uh, it says, yeah, 29th, 29th August, I think. yeah. I think it's the 29th when it f actually started. Like, they actually now are finding people, or you're having to pay £12.50. I think it started today or yesterday, yeah. Um, I've got to be careful where I drive in the old Jeep, yeah, yeah, because as we'll get to on it in a bit, uh, you don't even have to be caught by coppers or anything like that. They just got automatic cameras that read your number plate and dish out fines. Um, yeah. If you're not paying the twelve pound fifty, I think the fine is one hundred and eighty pounds. But they do that usual thing where if you pay it within fourteen days, you get a fifty percent discount. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So ninety. Quid. I got done on the when we went to the marathon, the Brighton Marathon on the bridge, and um. I just I forgot to pay it and then but the the letter went to the car's register for the business, so it went to the business address. Yeah. Um and we didn't have access to it and uh well I went to my accountant and he wasn't there and then um yeah, it kept going up three hundred and sixty quid it got to. Bloody hell. Expensive and uh expensive trip. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they are they are pretty pretty quick at dishing out some fines and that. Yeah. I remember yeah, cool. I, in London, uh, not in London, in Norwich, there's like a main drag in the city centre where cars aren't allowed to go. There's only uh, buses, taxis, mm. that sort of stuff. And cyclists are allowed to go down there. 
But I, I didn't know. I just went down there. I think it was late at night. There's hardly any traffic. I just went down there because I didn't really know where I was going in the city centre. This is probably like, I'd say, 2015, 2016. So I'd only been driving mm. for about two, three years. Uh, I didn't really know where I was going. So I went down there and literally within a week, I got a automatic penalty notice sent to me with with picture evidence saying this is your car been taken yeah, the photo yeah. has been yeah, taken of your car nice. yeah, and I, I think that was 80 quid I'd pay back then yeah they're Last. never cheap no they're, um, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing because you always feel like they're a bit not as bad because you're like, oh, if I pay it now I get it half price yeah so you you always feel like but it's still a lot of money yeah it's, it's they're so quick as well like if you yeah, if yeah. you try and dispute it and it just takes forever which yeah. that's mad i remember the congestion charge so if you look in the center yeah there's that the red the dark board, yeah. i remember that kind of coming in and uh and and like how big of an area that was so i used to drive into london to do war callers and i used to hit that quite a lot um but now look how big that's got like yeah how, like I'm a, it's like huge mm. So is it twelve fifty for the day? I think it's twelve fifty for the day. Yeah. How long? I don't know what they class as a day. Do they? Is it twenty four hours? Do they go by work time? Like average day of work is like nine ten hours. I don't know how they do it, but it's twelve pound fifty a day. Which that's going to clean you out if you're like if you run like a business that's constantly going into London. You're gonna get cleaned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you've got to change change your vehicle, ain't you? Um, yeah. But the really but shit, yeah, it's a, the shit thing about it is like, I think you get like two thousand pound scrappage to change your vehicle. Um, with what I've already st- said, it's the worst time to probably buy a compliant vehicle. One because yeah, if yeah. you get a used vehicle, all the prices of used vehicles have gone up because of the supply chain issues with new vehicles. Um, if yeah. you go for a new vehicle, you're looking at least, I'd say, in the range of 20 grand, at least for like the bare minimum sort of vehicle that would be compliant, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on top of that, if you if you go for the finance option, which is going to be terrible, uh, what's the base rate now of interest? Probably like 5 6%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. going to be looking at a horrific interest on that. Um, so it's not a good time. And another thing about it is that you, if you live outside of any of the 32 boroughs of London, you don't get the scrappage scheme. So if you live outside, basically, of the ULES area, you don't get access to the scrappage scheme benefits. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're, you're just fucked. Looking my, I'm looking at my log, but no, it says if it's... Oh, mate, how long is this? So if it's registered diesel cars at meet standard, generally those first registered with the DVLA as new after September 2015. Oh Mine was August 2015. No. Yeah. That's, that's Date a of first registration, August. So I'm literally, that car's one month off that, that, that's, that you live. I, I don't know how you can check. That's, that's annoying. I think it says somewhere on here. I, I... Oh, check your vehicle now. And if you can put in your reg and your plate. 
This will be annoying. Okay, one five. F I R. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it was Euro six emission standards that it has to meet. Um. Okay, That's so crazy. That's one month, and that it could one be the off. entire difference. It's just one month. Uh, your vehicle, his. Yeah, I have to pay. Jesus. That's annoying. That's kind of good. I mean, it's good for doing this episode, so uh, I'll get to. <laughs> yeah. You now know. Yeah, where it operates, charges, and times. The year has expanded. Yep, we know. We are looking at it right now. Um, Sup, auto pay. That is frustrating. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, I can't take it past the M25. Yeah, that's So I can go on the M25. Yeah. It's okay. cra- The difference is crazy between petrol and diesel as well because it's saying here that petrol cars that meet the ULA standards are generally those registered with the DVLA after 2006. So there's like a nine-year yeah. difference between the diesel and the and the petrol cars being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't believe I'm one month off. That, that is, is that is crazy. Imagine, That's... imagine if uh, I lived in that zone. I mean, I'm 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 not far from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would because again, if you live in the zone, you just have to pay every day. Yeah, if you're in the zone. Yeah, if you're in the zone and you use your vehicle in the zone, you just got to pay every day. I'm assuming. Oh, mate, that's horrific, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're like, I think you're around like north-ish of London, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah let me see. Hopefully, it don't. When did they first? When did they expand it before? Uh, 2019 was when that green area was introduced. So yeah, every at the minute it's expanding every four years. Yeah. Twelve fifty a day times three days. Three hundred and seventy five quid a month extra. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's mad, isn't it? It's it's a mortgage payment. Yeah, as like um Jesse said in the chat, um her car was five K and then when they announced it, my car went up to nine K when I bought it. It's a joke. Really? Yeah. I suppose it's it's gonna be that's just an even more slap in the face to people wanting to buy new, whether used or new vehicles, because it's the supply yeah. and demand shit all over again. Like once you force yeah, people into yeah, a decision, that's yeah. gonna have a knock-on effect to the price of what they need to buy. So, man, that's yeah, that's um, that is tricky. Yeah. Wait, what? Jesse just said, if you live there, you have to pay every day, even if you move your car two foot, if it's caught on the camera, you have to pay. Savage. I thought she was going to say, you have to pay even if you don't use your car. That's, I was going to say, what the, that would be, that'd be wrong. Well, there are basically rights about it. So what, what did she say with the price of the uh, car? So when she, was go- when she was going to buy the car, it was yeah. 5,000. But when this got announced, it then jumped up to nine. What, because it's compliant? Yeah, I'm guessing so. So it's more yeah, valuable. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? It's yeah, crazy. I can't believe mine's a month off. That is 
That is but that'll disgusting. change that'll change anyway. They'll, those dates will change. It's like next year they'll just change it again, won't yeah, they? Because yeah. it'll be like they'll just push just it forward. Yeah. Just keep pushing it and changing yeah. it. Um But the thing about this is that I think there'll be a lot of cities looking at this going, if this works and well not if it works, mm. if it's just kind of accepted with minimal yeah. backlash. Not that They've got minimal backlash. There's a load of people cutting cameras down, which is, you know, obviously against the law. Yeah, but you I've take it that. into your own hands, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a guy with about 40 of them just in the shed. <laughs> and and he's like, the... all you need is this Allen key and this. He's like, it takes them um, three hours to put up, and he's like, it takes me 10 minutes to put it down. Yeah. Um, the thing, like, with that, it's a bit like Robin Hood, isn't it? I don't, I don't mind that. I'm not like, fair play to him. Yeah, because who does it? Who does it benefit? Essentially, it's like. Well, the the argument is from the start that they're they're trying to cl- make the air cleaner in London. Which okay, fair enough, but there's got to be a better way to balance this out than just charging everyone who enters London into a non-compliant car twelve pound fifty every day. Yeah, it's just got to yeah, be. Yeah. And if you're not offering, if you're not going to change the price, it's going to cost per day to go in. At least give people a little bit better terms for the scrappage scheme. Mm. Or maybe, it, like, even now, to bring it in now, when the financial situation is what it is, I just feel like you could have just postponed this. Even if you changed nothing, mm. you could have pushed it back maybe like two years just to see <laughs> what the situation was. But they just couldn't be, they're just not bothered about that. They just bring it in. But, yeah, it's... yeah. I, I, the thing about it is, I don't want to get too politi- too political about it, but people, you know, they're blaming, the, I think his name's Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, I'm sure it is. But this was actually brought in before he was London mayor. So yeah, he yeah. just carried it on, which is just as bad and expanding it, and I don't agree with it, but it's it's kind of, I think it's just something that was already in the plans to do anyway. But it's, it's yeah. crap. Yeah, it's um. I wonder if they've got any further expansions. Euler's, um future expansion. The thing about this is, if this is kind of goes, let's just say a year down the line, and they're still operating the cameras, and people are buying new cars because they're forced to. I feel like this is going to be replicated in other cities in the UK, mm. especially cities that, okay most cities in the UK probably aren't as dense as London, but there's a few that will I could definitely see operating this. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I'm just checking my, my other car. I'm on my sister's car, as it is now. Uh, Jesse says the cameras get put up um, and pretty much overnight someone will cut them down. You know, people are going to do it because I don't agree with it. I feel like it's been brought in very, without a lot of consultation, to be honest. It's just been like, you've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with um, it. Where does Jesse live? Uh, Kent, I believe. So I think she's outside the zone. Got yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing in it. It it's 
it's it's bordering on all of the other um oh and that's why it's a shape it is because it's bordering on the boundaries for the other counties oh yeah yeah so obviously if they did go any further into any other little bits they're going to be you know encroaching on other counties and then you're opening up another can of worms because it's then it's then it's operating in that county yeah which means they could put it anywhere else in that county yeah it is um because the thing is once you do that to like a place you just literally people are going to get rid of those those vehicles because it's just it, once they once it that area is, is where they live they're going to have to get rid of those vehicles because of the extra monthly cost yeah um I mean, it's like when you worked out, would you say 370 quid or something? 75 like? a month, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's a lot of extra money. Man, it's, as I even living here, and here is living che- much cheaper than living in London. But living mm. here, there's no way I'd be able to afford that if they brought that into no. where I live. Absolutely no way. So then I'll see, yeah, you're going sell to your, sell your motor and yeah. get, get something that's like more compliant. Um mm. But again, you know, what happens if a year down the line they change it again? Yeah, um, you buy a, a used vehicle built or registered in 2015, maybe late 2015, then they move the goalpost, say, well, no, it's now going to be from 2016 onwards. That yeah. this is compliant. I can't believe I'm a month off. That is just... That is a joke. That is like... Well, I'm not even a month. I'm actually about two weeks. <laughs> which is very frustrating. I understand. You've got to have a cut-off point, I suppose, but that's just... Yeah, that's yeah, sickening, just unlucky. That's just unlucky. That is sickening. But yeah, there's plenty of people cutting the um, camera, cameras down, and I'm sure it would happen elsewhere if this come in. Um, what I would say is that I, I, I think this does link back to a previous episode we did about the 15-minute cities. Because mm. um, this, for me would be go hand in hand with the 15 minute cities is this extreme crackdown on any high emissions vehicles well i wouldn't even say they're high emissions but they don't meet the threshold that they want them to meet because now you can control the movement of people essentially they're either going to have to walk bike buy another vehicle or take public transport Mm. so it's it definitely feeds into the idea of the 15 minute cities in my opinion. Yeah. 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 And also as well, I'd love to see the data on how, how, you know, like I, I doubt it's all the cars that are the problem. Yeah. Like it's probably all the businesses and all, yeah. you know, the content, all the other stuff that's in there. Like as well, if you look on the road, most petrol cars are past 2006 anyway yeah um still a few diesel cars under the two but yeah it's like well especially in london like how many people live in those areas have got a petrol car that's that yeah there aren't i just yeah it's a weird i don't know it to me it feels like a starting point to keep changing the goalposts yeah um like like they've already proven by expanding it um 
you know, they do that, then they change the dates and then they slowly move the goalposts. So then before you know it, you're like, oh, the whole, this whole place is a full congestion charge and you can only go in if, you, if you're fully compliant with a fully electric car. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, there's definitely, it's not just to try and clean the air of yeah London. yeah it's not yeah, it's a the mo- sole it's a, purpose it's a money make that's it it's a mo- that's my thing it's a money making scheme because i get it i'm like i'm all for like a better environment and cleaner air like i'm mm. all for that um and and if the data prove that this 100 percent worked then fair play but but it, it's to me it's not a coincidence that you know it's one of the most affluent places in the country um yeah. so it's like yeah it's like another form of tax um yeah, and yeah, just another control system mechanism that's that that just you know they put some McKinnon like yeah you have to do this yeah you oh, could have been yeah, it's a weird one you could have been living in there for all your life and you just now you've gone from one day being able to drive into London as much as you want no problems now you got to pay twelve pound fifty per day or buy another car yeah yeah. Because let's be honest, who does it really affect? It's going to affect people who live in there, but are more towards the breadline. Like yeah. if you're rich, it ain't going to be a problem because you know you're going to have the brand new cars. Yeah, as as a general um, rule, I suppose if you are able to afford a property towards central London, you're probably not going to be as put out by people who live outside of the zone that have to travel yeah, into. Yeah, London. yeah, exactly. That that's the that's the only thing because people are like, you know, if you're from a, not around there, you can be like, oh, well, you know, if you live there, you've got enough money to do it. But it's not targeting those people. It's, tar- it's actually targeting people who are kind of on the breadline. Yeah. Um, it's just another another hindrance for them. Yeah. It's uh, You look at like people like um, taxi drivers. Mm. I, I can't imagine what that's like. like every single day, you know every single day you're going to work it's going to cost you £12.50 before you even set off yeah yeah and taxis aren't cheap either man no They're like an actual taxi vehicle is expensive mm. um, so that means you, you they're now no basic saying yeah you, you, most taxis are going to be I guess diesel because it's cheaper yeah. or you get more distance yeah so they're going yeah anything after 2015 let's see how much let me just have a look how much it Cab is. Oh, this will be this will be horrific. Uh, two thousand and I've just got two thousand sixteen black cab. Mm. I don't even know what the model is for a black cab. Uh, don't really know what the specifications to make it a cab really are. I guess it's the way the seating is done. I'm guessing depends how big. Yeah, the this my, my dad used to have one. Um, well, like an old style one. Proper, yeah, old, old nice. taxi. Um, yeah, it was cool. Oh, it wasn't that cool. Uh, <laughs> is that a second? Thought? It's cool looking back, but at the time yeah. it was. Yeah, it was embarrassing because because it, it had the yellow light on it as well, and like people oh, were wow. like flashing down all the time. <laughs> um, uh, sixty six. I don't know. 
they ain't gonna be cheap. Nah, but some of them. Oh, so, uh, for, for a guidance, a 2018 London uh, electric one is thirty nine thousand five hundred. So forty grand 40 for a, grand. Um, for two thousand eighteen. Let me have a look. And they give see. you two grand for your car. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand. Oh, this one's like four grand, but I don't even know the the red joint. Yeah, thirty eight grand. Jeez. Because I think also heavy goods vehicles, coaches, that sort of stuff. I think they don't have to pay a ULES charge. They have to pay a LES charge. Right. So I think that's, that's low less, emission. Yeah, low emission zone charge. I don't know how much that is. I would assume it's less than twelve pound fifty. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, imagine you've got like a business operating in that area, and then you've got a fleet of, um, uh, let's say, like a fleet of like trucks mm. for transporting and like diggers and different things that like. That's super expensive new and then you know all of a sudden you've got to get upgrade all because they're all diesel yeah you've got to upgrade all then anything past september 2015 you've got to basically get rid of yeah you're going to pay an extra f- yeah because that you crazy. could have a fleet could be someone with a fleet of like 20 or 30 yeah um yeah that's crazy man and if if you've got like anything in haulage is it like really expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy, yeah. you could be spending over a hundred grand on a new, on a new truck. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you've got. You imagine you, you you're a business base there with a haulage company with a load of trucks, and now all of a sudden you've got to get all brand new ones. Disgusting. Um, and then it's like, yeah, then you obviously got to sell sell those ones to. You know, like you say, it's the worrying thing is like other cities doing it as well because then, yeah. you know, you could be driving from one place to another and before you know it you've got to pay an extra 25 quid just in um low emission zone yeah i wonder how long it will take for the 12 pound 50 charge to go up as well exactly yeah this this is my thing with i'm like i don't I, if they're for the greater good and they can prove it i'm all for it but like they never feel like they are no um they always feel like sneaky as well yeah i think um obviously they're incentivizing you to use public transport um but i'm sure i don't even know if it might have been you or jordan who said this a couple of episodes ago or something about the actual quality of the air on the underground is awful yeah i imagine so yeah really bad so if they're incentivizing you to use the underground rather than using your vehicle they probably want to take a look at the emissions that are coming up from the underground because they're not great yeah yeah as far as i can see there's kind of you've got two sets of people in terms of interpreting the data from the research that's been done on whether it is beneficial or not um i think a figure that i had i don't know if it might be on this article to be fair But yeah, there was what uh, I hate about all of these as well is the process of the fines. They're always like it's always like so astronomical compared to the actual first charge. Like mm. you miss it for one day and then it goes from like twelve fifty to 
like you know 100 quid 120 quid it's like that's ridiculous yeah like just charge me double even double it right when you say it out loud it's that's quite bad but like yeah because yeah, it, it's some you might drive in not realize i mean you know then you've got to set up an account register get it sent to your address make sure everything all the boxes like ticking like it's just another thing to remember um and like i say this is probably going to catch a lot of people on the way i'll be interested to see the data on how many people just get fined yeah um just for not realizing yeah and it's obviously because you don't realize you don't pay the same as what you did if you did realize because you would have paid the charge and the penalty yeah. is always multiple multiple times the original charge always yeah it's yeah. always like yeah let you know it's always and that's even if you know like you're registered to the right address um everything's or you know go that comes the letter comes directly to you yeah, you get it in time it's within the 14 day period yeah um easy to get caught out yeah according to this research that was done in 2020 found the daily charge has helped to reduce roadside nitrogen dioxide levels by 44 percent uh, i don't know if I, I don't know if that's that's either really really good or Okay, I don't know what the usual levels would be, to be honest. But it's it's just the way that it's been done. I think it's sticking in a lot of people's minds about it. Yeah. What? So let me read that again, bro. That from two thousand twenty-one, it was expanded eighteen times the size of the congestion zone, include everything within the North Circular Road. Hmm. Yeah, look, six months after, almost 94% of vehicles met the emission standard. Yeah. Um, but also as well, that what's weird, and I guess it is because of so many, all you're doing with all those cars is just pushing them somewhere else. Yeah. Like, you're not really, you're still, yeah, it might be congested in a zone, but like you're just pushing all those cars to other places. What yeah. about those? So all you do is moving that percentage, spreading it out elsewhere around the, the UK. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's London. I I will flat out refuse to just drive into centre of London anyway. Even before this, I was like, nah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. for yeah, me. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. you take into account you already had the congestion charge there anyway. I know it's very like towards the proper centre of, of London. But you've got to look at parking is a massive issue in London. It costs so much. Like running and maintaining a car already in London costs so much. It just adds another, like you said, three hundred and seventy five pounds to Yeah. Just a monthly outlay for for yeah. nothing. For owning to the car fair, that it, you own. If the data suggests that it does work within that area so bar the people that live in area that area, I think I think that's unfair. There should be some thing, some sort of scheme that they could do to help them. If it's like, look, just you have to go around it as long as you can go around the M25 to get to places, um, that's kind of fair enough. But it's yeah, if it if it encroaches on the M25, that's that's a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. I think I Jesse's brought up something that I got to mention i did see so she said so many people are complaining about it for no warning signs saying about to enter mm. 
Um, I did see somewhere, that I, I think it was an article that said that there were councils or certain parts in these boroughs that were removing signs that told people that it was now a ULES zone. So right. that does fly in the face of what you were saying, um, which is it is just literally there to catch people out and make money off them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is that's my issue with it. Um, if it's all fair, I don't mind if it in it if the research shows it works. Um, but again, that this should be like some so like there should with the money that they make from it. There should be some sort of like give back to the people that live in those yeah. areas that are effective, like you know the scrappage scheme, or mm. you know it's also put towards something better. Yeah. Um, it, you know, yeah, it just it just seems to me that they get the money and then you know what do they do with the money? Yeah, like what do they do with all that extra revenue? Does well, it go towards building? That's a question a that's always city? been asked of anything involvement the government or any schemes or anything they do is there's no clear trail of where the money goes no it's funny isn't it because they say about this um about having you know like going cashless and having the money linked to a bit like on the blockchain and having um it fully transparent yeah i'd love that with the government imagine if if the all the government's transactions were on the blockchain yeah like imagine how many backhanders get done um through <laughs> yeah, 100%. All, the, all that would have to go yeah because like, everyone would just be able to instantly expose it um at all the people te- you know doing like tenors for contracts all of this stuff you know you find people would be a lot more willing to pay fines if they could follow where the payment yeah you know, imagine you saw your fine and then you saw the transaction of where it went yeah and then you're like oh that actually went to um a recycling center in that district that's yeah. cool but if you follow the money, like, I wonder how much of that goes to good. Yeah, I I have my doubts about how much goes to, to good, to be honest. I think yeah. there's the whole thing about the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies coming in, is the whole idea is use the blockchain technology, but then implement the exact same thing we have for traditional finance which is where you don't you don't get to see where the money goes. Yeah. Use technology yeah. and apply it to what we already have to make the system continue as it always has been. Yeah, that's funny. I'm just going to try and do a quick um, bit of maths. I don't know if this is going to work out or not, but I've just searched. There's 2.56 million cars licensed in London, and it's said in that article that 94% of vehicles driving in the zone met the strict emission standard. So that meant 6%. Yeah of 2.56 million i was going to try and do um how much that would generate in terms of money yeah it's been quite a lot it's gonna be a lot yeah yeah well 2.5 so it's like it's still 100 and what like forty thousand vehicles fifty thousand vehicles right so on the about 160 yeah 160,000 vehicles times that per day it's a lot of money 94 so times six so there's 153,600 vehicles according to these stats that are not compliant with the um the charge so if i times that by 12 pound 50 that's one that's almost two million a day 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times that by 365 days. Oh that's I guess that's if all of them are in that zone paying daily, but that yeah. is mad. Seven hundred million, eight hundred thousand <laughs> a year. Yeah. I uh, I'm where's that money going? Yeah. I expect most of it's going on the cameras. Yeah, to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the the irony about it all. And then a lot of them will get ripped down. Yeah. Probably if you dig dig into the person who owns that camera company. Um, it's probably related to someone within the people yeah. who make the decisions. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's happened before, and it's definitely going to happen again. Yeah. Those sort of backhanders, like you were saying. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do the ULES cameras cost to replace? Just out of interest. Because this could be the most false economy fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Each new camera site costs between ten thousand to fifteen thousand pounds. No. Yeah. What? Let's have a look. I don't know what it means by camera site. Does it mean like a group of cameras? Let's have a look. I suppose yeah. If you have to put the infrastructure in for like the, you know, it connect it up to the internet. Uh, I mean, it's still way inflated than it should be. Oh, yeah. It's, it's government, and it? it probably costs about three grand real money, but government's going to be, you know. Yeah, you know, there's a whack of fucking money on when yeah. there's government involved. So like we bought this digital camera off this company that's like 300 quid, but we're going to charge £2,000 because now it's going to the government. Yeah. Which is standard, isn't it? Yeah, I think that there's total in total there should be around seven hundred and fifty cameras. Um three hundred and fifty on the initial boundary and now four hundred added for the enlarged zone. So that's a lot of cameras. Yeah. You are fucked, aren't you, if you're driving anywhere with your car because yeah. you're just gonna get you could go for you could drive from here to London. I'm back in the day. Imagine you're from a like just fucking up, you know, you come down from Scotland for the day and you just didn't, you had no clue all this is going on. You just yeah. drive in. You could get, by the time you could go through a few speed, like you'll be get, get, get done speeding a couple of times, <laughs> miss your bridge, congestion charge. Yeah. You could be, you could, it could be like a grand out in the yeah. day. This. And lose your license, mm. and 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 you're not really, you know, you're not really done anything major. You just gone gone through a few little uh, speeding lights. Yeah, I just done a little bit of quick maths as well. Again, don't know how foolproof this is, but I put 750 cameras um, times 10,000 pounds, which is the minimum it says a new camera site costs. Uh, that's seven million five hundred thousand they've spent on yeah. cameras. Obviously, there will be ones that have to be replaced. So, and that is the low estimate, not the high estimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in the long run, it's probably still a massive money maker for them. Massive money spender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's my that's my issue with it is that I'm all for a greener planet and doing stuff that um, is better for the environment. But one, I think there's better ways, and two is I just don't trust how they operate. Um, 
Now, if they were to come out and go, right, here's a ledger of all the money that's coming in and here's exactly where it's going. Yeah. Uh, it would make me, I'd be like, I'd be all for that. Um, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, because then it's, at least, you know, it's doing some good. Mm. But rarely, rarely does it do any good. I remember watching a documentary about um, recycling in the UK and it's like, it made me, I recycle as much as I can, but like my heart's not in it like it was. Basically, they, so there's a quota. If they ship um, containers out of the UK, it's classed as 100% recycled. Wow. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter where it goes. Yeah. Um, Whereas, so if you, to, to fully recycle a container in the UK, costs double the amount to send it out of yeah. the uk yeah so all the all the councils and all the recycling companies were filling containers up and shipping them off yeah and now that is 100 percent recycled within the terms of the legislation but it's just getting shipped off to like eastern european like poland yeah um and this guy was fighting he's going to these places and it's finding all our rubbish all mixed, all the recycling mixed in with shitty rubbish and yeah. dirty rubbish, and and China used to go to China. They've started refusing it now um, because there's so much of it. Yeah. But how? What a stupid system! Yeah. Like, and that's through the government. Like all they have to do is go, okay, we'll change that system so that the because this guy had a recycling factory in London, and he's yeah. like, I'm probably going to go bankrupt in that business because it's no one's you no the the counters aren't using me because it's cheaper to send the problem away yeah um that's all we're doing is like and it, the, these type of things the kind of like it's the same kind of stuff is like we just move the problem yeah somewhere else yeah like de- deal with the problem mm. yeah spend the money that you get off the people to deal with the problem you see quite a lot now i've i've seen it quite a lot with the shopping that i get but there's a lot of the packaging that there was that big fight back. Oh, why do you have a load of plastic packaging on stuff? It's not fair enough. Um, so for a while, the plastic packaging kind of died down. Uh, but now I feel like it's back and it's back yeah, with yeah, vengeance. Yeah. Um, because when you actually look on the back of most of this plastic packaging that you're meant to recycle, it actually says you're not allowed to recycle it at home. So you can't yeah. put it in your recycling bin at home. It won't get recycled. You need to take it back to the shop to recycle yeah, yeah. it. And if you're yeah, getting a shopping done. delivered like I do, uh, why why should I go to the shop just to recycle something that should be recyclable in the first place? Yeah, and they're probably not going to recycle it anyway. They just ship it off somewhere yeah. else. I think it's like Scandinavian countries, might be like Denmark and Sweden. So they burn a lot of their rubbish and turn it into energy. Yeah, and it's like, why aren't we spending money in this country doing that? Mm. Why you know why aren't we putting that? My my issue with councils and governments in the way they operate is it's a backward mechanism so it's like they get all their taxes and all their money and they have pots and then people bid for these pots within what they need right. and a lot and it's just not allocated correctly like sometimes you know they'll be like oh we're gonna alloc-. it's such a weird way to like if you operate a business like this you'd be bankrupt within the year yeah, yeah. imagine that oh, oh we're gonna we've got 10 million, we're going to put that towards that. Oh, mm. but they only need 6 million. But they're not, they're going to take the 10 million because they'll, they'll spend, they'll have a way to spend it. But this section here is dying and it needs like 
four million and you're like, oh, I'll only give that a million. It's like if they run it like a business, yeah. Like, if it was all run, I mean, it's very difficult to do that, but I don't know a solution. But yeah, it's um, it's just run backwards. It's like they get the pot of money and then divvy it out, and it's not the yeah. way to run. It doesn't doesn't go to where it's needed. The no. money. No. No, Joe Boy said, "Give it to the driver, Lizzie." I'm assuming you mean the recycling when he comes to deliver, or when they come to deliver. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know. That might be a genuine thing, but I've never been told that. It just I, actually says. Yeah, on the I don't back. know. About, yeah, I'm not sure they would take it. Our drivers that we get, I'm not sure. Would, you know, they're they're not even happy taking a split bag of sugar bag. No. No, they they do they don't like the subs. You might, yeah, might, uh, I might try it next time. Just give them all more rubbish. Yeah, there you go, mate. <laughs> there you go, mate. What's this? That's for recycling. Take it back. That's for the substitute. Fucking butter, you <laughs> gave me a twat. Yeah, we didn't have any tuna, so we've substituted yeah with um, yeah, a lamb chop. Oh, that's same okay. thing in it, really. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, their substitutes are just. Yeah, I'm sure people just like, like what can we get away with? <laughs> I mean, when I did it, I mean, I, I never did it. That was my, never my primary role at Tesco's when I worked there. But I always get called on, called on at like Christmas time to help out. But I always felt like the substitutes that I gave people were actually half decent. But then I'm seeing regular people just put in like, say, if someone wants shreddies, they'll just lob in, I don't know, wheatos. I'm like, they're not even remotely the same. Surely there must be. It a better... a fu- oh, yeah, it's, it's funny. It is funny, like because it's all down to someone's opinion, isn't it? Yeah. It's like people are so funny with what they like and what they don't like with your taste. Like, yeah, you know, if I order a packet of biscuits and you send me hobnobs, like I'm gonna be pissed off because I hate hobnobs. Yeah, I'm not a massive um, fan of hobnobs. But if you love hobnobs and then you got a substitute for a packet, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, God, yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah, he's, he's gonna love that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what was the worst one I've had. It might have been when we get like we ordered some cheese, right? It's just a regular like standard block of cheddar cheese, uh, and they sent us. I think it was Dairy Lee or something. <laughs> I was like, this is this is literally the consistency of cream cheese. Uh, you're telling me you didn't have any other like block cheese? cheese. You're yeah, telling me yeah. you didn't have that? Just lobbed it in. Yeah. There. So, so I think the rules, these has to be the rules that they follow, and I'm sure that someone has set these, but if you're going to do a subject, it has to be more expensive um, or a better brand and you have to have more than what you do you know what I mean? If I order 500 grams of something, yeah, even if it's like basic or whatever, you can't send me 250 of a better yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need, I need the same amount. Like, yeah. you've, if you're messing up, you know, so you need to give me two of these. You have to give at least the same um, volume or weight. Yeah, uh, and it needs, and it, it needs to be a better brand or more expensive if you're going to do it. Yeah, uh, and it, and it needs to be at least the same product. <laughs> that would be helpful. That would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. We had some really bad substitutes, and I'm sure everyone else. But yeah, there were some right wrongings at Tesco and I work there, and I just like there would be people just see what they could get away with. Like someone's yeah. asked for a pineapple and they give them like a small suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there must be a forum somewhere of just like funny substitutes. Um, because <laughs> oh, it is hilarious what you what you get. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure when I was doing it, it would tell you. I know there were some products that wouldn't be able to tell you for like mostly 
like non-perishable stuff, it probably wouldn't have a good sub like substitute for. But it would automatically tell you if it hasn't got that in stock, you pick this. So most of the time, the work's done for you. But the time where people actually yeah, have yeah. to use their oh, own okay, initiative, oh, that's where system. it goes a bit awry. To be fair, like if my miss, my miss is usually orders, so I just collect it at the door when it comes. So I never know what's coming. So like, yeah. The guy be like got some soup. I'm like, yeah, mate, yeah, whatever. Like, I never check them. And then, like, there was a time when uh, my missus come back, and and I, I thought this is a bit of a weird shop. It looks a bit different to to what we'd normally get. Yeah. And um, but so I just unpacked it, and it just you know it just didn't feel right. You know, you mm. you, you get similar stuff. It just felt weird. There's stuff in there. That, and I was, but I was, I just like kind of put stuff out, and then she came back. She's like, this isn't even our shop. Oh no! They just delivered a, like someone's total different shop, and I was like, "Oh, that's why." I mean, the dog food should have given it away. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any dogs. <laughs> well, I, I had something similar, not exactly, but we uh, shout out to Asda. Cheers for this. Um, we had our shopping delivered, and I was like, "I again, I didn't order it, so I was just accepting the door like you." Just be like, "Yeah, you got a few subs today. Cool." Uh, I started taking it in divvying out all the bags and that, giving back the crate or the totes that you give me. And I'm like, oh, this is, um, it's not a lot of shopping, is it? But I was like, maybe she did a small shop. Fine. Yeah. So I put I put it away and uh, my partner came back and she looked through the fridge and was like, there's there's half the shop missing. Like we ain't got any, <laughs> we didn't get any frozen stuff. Then most of the fridge stuff is not right or missing. Yeah, yeah. So I called Asda up and they're like, um, our driver's still on the road. I'll see if he can get him to come back. Didn't hear anything back. So I went to the shop in Yarmouth, mm. right? And the uh, driver, he's he's come back and he's just he mysteriously had like two or three totes of shopping left over from his his delivery and went, well, that's normal. And he didn't bother to do. It. He didn't even bother to take it back. So I had to then go into Asda and continue my shop oh. on foot. <laughs> so I was picking, and I had this member of staff. <laughs> I had this member of staff walking behind me, and at every possible point, she would say, "Well, you know, you've got this on on your order. I'll tell you what, you can have the better one. Yeah, but just remember, we're giving you the better item." It's like, hang on, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, doing you, the fucking yeah. job you were paid to do for you yeah, yeah. so yeah, let's just yeah, calm yeah. down oh, yeah. on the on the trying to get me with the better brand shit but yeah that was that was a good time i i would love to know i don't know anyone ever listens who is one of these but you know when the guys come like i never know how long they should really be there so i always yeah. it's always a bit of a race i'm always like i've got to do this quick yeah um so like i usually grab because I, I don't know if the way they stand there, they always look like they're in a rush. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just, they put the plonk it on you. And what they do usually is that they don't even, they, they get it out, plonk it all up outside the door, then ring the bell. Yeah. So, like, already you're behind. Mm. So, you answer the door. So, I grab it, I run in, and then I'm like, I don't even get time to put stuff away. I just throw it all in one space. Yeah. yeah. So, I want to give them the clothes back and get out of there. But yeah. I don't know. I wonder, I'd love to know how long they get allocated there because um yeah i'm just like as quick as i can it's like a it's like a big rush mm. whereas if i knew that they were you know they were there for 10 minutes i'd be like do you want a cup of tea i'm gonna put it away while here like yeah. take my time yeah um but i imagine they're in a rush uh, i i always got the impression 
when I worked at Tesco's, when I'd give the shopping to the drivers to then load up into the van, normally at Christmas. To be fair, it is Christmas, so they're always going to be rushed, but they yeah, always yeah. seem like they were just absolutely chomping at the bit to go um, and get out and do, oh, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, so. get it. So, because it's it's a lot of actually effort, really. So, someone's got to go and how does it work? Do you, do they get a list and they have to go and pick it all for you? So, how it worked at Tesco's was I I didn't have much experience with this before I started basically being able to help out the the dot com team they were called. Um, mm. I thought a member of staff gets an entire list of shopping for a customer and they just do their shop and then take it to yeah. the van. But no, you get segments of people's shops. Oh, so you had a you had like a big shopping trolley and you had like i think it was six totes and all the totes had different symbols on them and you would right. scan the symbol and then it would tell you what the next item in that person's shop was you yeah put that, that makes in, sense and then you scan it again to confirm that it's gone in then another symbol turns up you scan that symbol it's someone else's shopping and then you you're doing like six people shopping at once but different yeah, yeah. portions of it um so do, and do you do you pick it from the shelves in the store yeah 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 that's what see i would have thought that by now how how big that has got that, that they would i guess it's like space but like if you sell so like amazon for instance like the amazon building yeah it everything just gets, comes down on on a big machine yeah um because you think, like, I guess, and that's why they do a tote system is so they can. Because if I order, say, a piece of fruit and then a beer, yeah, they're at, like the both ends, and so Opposite obviously their end, system yeah. must kind of know roughly where they are and what yeah. aisles and give them stuff within that aisles. Yeah, so that makes sense. But yeah, it's um, it's a laborious job, isn't it? Like to to get a full shop yeah because it can take you when you're shopping it can take you like an hour if you're walking around getting all your yeah some bobs mm. especially um, if you in like being male i don't go into a shop going right i'm getting this i'm getting that i'm getting this i'm getting i'm just looking at stuff yeah. and i'm putting it in the trolley yeah yeah exactly like, yeah yeah um, you're not really creating any proper meals you no. just you're like you're a bit hungry at the time so you're like oh right, i could eat that now yeah if i ever do a shop which is rare I'll grab stuff from like the local shop. My missus does the main shop. But if I was to go out and do a shop, you'd probably get two days worth of proper food yeah. and a lot of like snacks. Like there yeah. wouldn't be many coherent meals. No, um, yeah. It would just be like what? And there would definitely be probably about 50 to 100 quid's worth of stuff in there that we didn't need that, <laughs> that I thought was looked good at the time. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm exactly the same. I'll literally pick stuff up and I'll get back home and like a day later I'm going what am I actually going to do with that there's, yeah. there's been no plan there it's just like that looked cool I fancy that yeah yeah there's no meal yeah there's no uh putting a meal together in my head putting one meal together so you know say you to do a chili or whatever mm. to go out and shop for those in the, but then if you like I've got to put 10 meals together in different places to, and get that for the oh, mate, that's you you're practically a chef when you're doing that. You you basically are. And you're not only are you a you're chef you're running a restaurant. Yeah, you're you're basically running the gaff. You you're getting the <laughs> you're purchasing the the stuff. You happen to go and physically get it. You're cooking it potentially. You're planning the yeah. meals. You, you you've got it all. You really have. Yeah. But yeah, it's this um it's a strange thing with males. I feel like it is mostly men who do that. Yeah, yeah, we're not good at that. Most of us, 
mm. I guess unless that's your trade, maybe if you are a chef or something like, um, or yeah, yeah. If you if I had to plan out a, a week's worth of, of meals and yeah, it just wouldn't it just wouldn't be good. Yeah, it just wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a good shot. And before before I properly worked at Tesco's, I would always fall foul of like you know they have the promotion ends. Yeah, you walk past it, you go, "That looks good. I'm having that." Yeah, but now yeah, I've worked yeah, at Tesco's, yeah. I know how much research, how much, uh, basically, not fear of missing out, but they put all these items on there, and normally <laughs> all the items are fucking brilliant margins for them, and they put them on there as like these people will buy this certain stuff. Yeah, so make yeah, sure there's, that there's it's a lot. Yeah, everything within a supermarket, every single item and every shelf is there for a reason. It. Yeah. Like I remember this, like the bread and the milk, and that's usually in the middle. Yeah. Um, because that's the bits you mainly need. So you walk past all the other stuff to get that, mm. um, enticing you to like buy more of a stuff. Yeah, and I think some of the supermarkets, and I, I don't know if Tesco still do it, but I assume they do. Um, you'll have certain manufacturers or brands of food that are going to be on promotion on the ends. So they sometimes send people out to see where they are on the ends, like how it's displayed is the point Mm. of sale stuff on. I once had a a bloke turn up from Lurpak and he was, he was telling me that I needed to put more point of sale um, on the shelf. And he said the label for it needs to be more central. And I was like, I don't. I he literally walked up to me in a Lurpak, like gilet. And I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, this guy's full kit. Um, and I was like, I don't know whether to listen to him or not because he could do just some absolute crazy nutter. Yeah, like absolute butter fiend who just loves to have butter displayed how he wants it to be displayed. So I had to that go and would ask my be manager. hilarious, wouldn't it? If you, I mean, if you could film it, it'd be a great YouTube channel. If you just dress up in like the full gear, like, yeah. yeah so you, you just, yeah, either Lurpak or, um, you know, Coca-Cola or whatever, mate, you, you're the Cadbury consultant, just go full gear <laughs> and just go in like, right. Little team meeting, yeah. going together, I'm like, what we need to do. You're doing okay, but this needs to go here. This needs, your smart is not good. <laughs> no. Yeah, the visibility I'm is sorry. very poor. We can't be having the Kit Kats right next to the dairy milk, okay? <laughs> it's not It's not going to happen. Yeah. It can't fly. We're not having it. Well, yeah. raw with Nestle. We need to be uh, moving that stuff right <laughs> yeah. along. Yeah. I mean, we, we we give your shop quite a good deal on a few of those uh, few of those bars, <laughs> so we would expect some uh, good real estate space in return. To, uh, to go slightly off tangent, but it's kind of related. The, I remember watching um, another, another documentary about um, oh, the client. A documentary about this um, this guy. So he what he used to do, he'd get to he'd specifically target pizza huts. Right. And he would go in and he, he, I don't know how he found out about it, but he was like, I'm the auditor. Um, right, okay. And he'd go to like, he'd like, where's the And then, so he'd approach you as everyone on the till and he'd be like, I'm from like head office and he'd have some head office paper. Um, and he'd be like, I'm here to audit and I like, just do the accounts. And, and they would just let him go in and do it. And he used to <laughs> just get all the money, all the takings for the day. And he'd do it, like he got so good at doing it and so confident. Yeah. doing it and he did it for like like hundreds of stores um, 
he did get caught and locked up for it. But like, yeah, he was like doing like twenty grand a time. Um, just go in and be like, yeah, I've come to audit. Um, because it's a weird thing to say. And yeah. then he'd be like, I need to get the bat and be like, get me this, get me that. All right, what's the takings for the day? Ask him all these questions. Uh, and then yeah, be like, I need to cash up with the till and the safe and all this. And he just get as much money as he could out of them. Yeah, that's crazy. But man. like in a big chain like that. No, people just do, don't they? They, it, they don't know, so they just they follow. If someone comes in and they're like authority, like they're from an authority. Yeah, a lot of it is confidence as well, isn't it? Yeah, if, if yeah, yeah. If someone yeah. comes up like, right, I need to see your books because I'm, um, I mean, yeah. doing the audit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, Beck, Beck's just to go back to the uh, substitutes just briefly. Uh, Beck says, I ordered cat food on my delivery during the lockdown and they substitute it with fish food. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pet. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's a piss take, isn't it? Yeah, that is, that is 100%. Absolute, that is just someone going, oh, I'm going to fuck with this person. Because <laughs> it's, it's what the cat eats. The cat would eat the fish. Yeah. It's not, it's not even like the, the fish food. I think is like just flakes, isn't it? Bits of protein. Yeah, flakes. yeah. So I've literally got. So I need to feed my fish now. Actually, um, yeah. It's literally you could give a cat pretty much any. You know, give them any meat, like chicken, tuna, any sort of meat would have been absolutely fine. Tin of tuna, they'd have loved it. Yeah. But like, you, my cats will die than eat fish food. No, yeah, they're they're just not interested. Dog food, give them dog food. They'd be, you know, they'd be better off eating that. Yeah, yeah. And then Jesse said, Jesse said after that, um, we had that all the time when I was working at Waitrose. I'm assuming she meant the scenario with the lower pack guy that I was talking about. Don't know if it was specifically oh, right. the same yeah, guy from lower pack just traveling all around the country. Yeah, I imagine the um the more expensive places like your your M and S and Ocado and all that. Like they I feel like they're gonna have more reps turn up in the full gear. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it'd be more commonplace. Full oh, gear. someone needs to do that, it'd be so funny. <laughs> All the gear full, no idea. Full clover kit. <laughs> clover. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I I was just taken so taken aback. I was like, I've never had anyone from a brand come up to me and tell me that the point of sale's not correct. Like, fair play. Yeah. You might you you're I paying for that. it. For a little while, I used to work for a mystery shop company. Oh, um, yeah, right. But I was awful. I was literally like, it was quite a good deal. I, I just, it was so random. It was so like sporadic. And I did it for a few months, but it just, it was like a part time role. But just maybe once a week, I, you could kind of pick the ones that you wanted. Right. Um, but I always used to feel so sorry for the people. So basically, you got, I remember going into like a, Kodak shop once, and I have to ask them questions. And if they don't answer it specifically, I have to like mark them down and yeah. stuff. Um, but I just always used to feel sorry for everyone. I'd always like, yeah, I wouldn't follow the, the questions completely right. correct. And I'd like, I'd let them, I'd always give them like 10 out of 10. And uh, I, most of the time, I'd just go in and tell them, yeah, I, I wouldn't even do it. I'd be like, I'd be like oh, I'm from Mr. Shop. You've got to do this, this, and this. And they'd be like, oh, thanks a lot. So, yeah, really not useful for the whole project. But, um, <laughs> Extra, like, literally does not help them at all. But... Didn't help anything. Yeah, no. yeah. Because it was weird, because it was an external company um, that would pay. Yeah, 
DHL stuff to do it for. Yeah, some random places. It was always it was always weird. But it was always like one on one. I'd go in there and there'd be no one else about it. And then yeah. like Yeah. And I'd have to order because it'd be weird. I'd have to order something. Yeah. And then they'd go and get it all sorted. And sometimes they would have to make something or do something and I'd feel bad doing it. So I'd just be like, tell them, tell them. Yeah. But yeah, they'd have to go and like get something and order it. Uh, and the role was you'd have to be a bit awkward and and just like quiz them on stuff. It was yeah, very awkward, like one on one. It just didn't didn't suit me at all. Um yeah. but yeah, quite a funny little job. Yeah, I'm sure I had a probably one or two when I was working at Hughes because they were quite big on the mystery shopping stuff. Mm. Like you'd have like a debrief on your mystery shop. Yeah, yeah, like months yeah. later down the line, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you didn't answer that question correctly. You didn't do that. You didn't offer them this. Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's shit in it because it's like, I get, I get the point of it is to make you better, or whatever. But like, yeah, it was just felt sneaky to me. Yeah, as long as you're nice. Like, if you're a dick, then I would get to town. You know, I'll go full on mystery shopper galore. But generally, yeah. like, ninety nine percent of people are nice. Yeah, I you you could normally tell who is a mystery shopper because it's very rare that you get a mystery shopper with anyone else. Like they'd normally be alone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. they ask you a lot of questions about the product, ask you or hinted about any other stuff that you might do, exactly right. That was like bang. That's a mystery shopper. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Yeah, that's what I. It was a weird process because you're not. It was she wasn't normal. So it, uh, and uh, it, when you get the stuff through, it's like you're scripted the questions you got to ask, and that they want you to do it verbatim as well. And you're like, well, this is just weird. Yeah. Um. And some sometimes it doesn't even link. You'd be like, okay, yeah. Um, tell me about the fourteen by twelve picture frame that you've got, and what's the uh, you know, what's the composition of it, and is it silk or gloss? And, wow. A normal person just wouldn't go in no. and ask those things. No. Um, the fact you've got to learn a script as well. You're like, literally like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what? what's your, yeah. what's your two by fours? That, how much are they? And uh, what quality would do you use? Yeah. They tell you, you go, you just, okay. Is that right? Yeah, thank that you. Right? Yeah, thank well you very done. much. Just got a shopping list here. I've got to just remember. I just need to tick uh, 10 out of 10 for <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh dear. Oh. Well, I yeah. think we'll one of my we'll end it one there. of my jobs that I've forgotten. Oh, go on. No, that was. But oh, another one that was linked to that was I. I used to. I can't remember it's true. I used to knock on people's doors and do questionnaires. Oh that wow! Weird. Yeah, that is. That was one. But I, do you know what? Generally, I don't even know. I had to hit a quota, and it, and these questionnaires would always be random, so it would. So it would be like for different research stuff, but like I never really knew what it was for. So it'd be just weird. Like, imagine how untrustworthy is that? Like a random guy like me knocking on your door, going, <laughs> "Have you got?" And it's just a numbers game. So like, you would get people. I'd be like, you know, I've got to do this questionnaire. Mm. I'd be quite honest with people, and I'd be like, I just got ten minutes. Like, it's free, whatever. I just need to ask you twenty questions. But most people don't want to do that because no, it's no. like. They feel like you know why is this weird person asking me stuff? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was for like research for different things, but very weird. Yeah, it's a, I didn't the, last long doing that. Yeah, the thought of that now was just crazy as well. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I, think you could do that now. No. No, I don't even think I've ever had. I've had like charities knock on the door before, and they're basically 
people that travel across the UK trying to get people to engage with the charity through like donations or like their new thing is like the monthly subscription to a charity. And yeah, you could you yeah. just tell like they're not actually part of the charity. They're more a no, sales they're all person. Commission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll get paid. And, and chat, the, I give to charity anyway, so it's like I never feel guilty about not giving to those. But um, what cracks me up about them is they can't just ask you anymore. They can't just go, oh, hi, you, you, with this charity. They, like, come up with ways to trick you. Yeah, to, yeah. Not, not, not tricky to sign up, but tricky to get in conversation with them. Yeah. So, so like, they make you feel awkward, basically, so that you start talking with them. And then once yeah. they're, the talking process, they can lure you in and get you. But, like... I've had it. You walk past, all right, mate. Uh, they asked us something. Can you like? You don't be rude. Yeah, yeah. They've asked you a question, and mm. as a human, if we get asked a question, we want to answer it. And they're like, "Oh, I like your top. Where did you get out from?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck." <laughs> like, do I be rude and walk past them and be a dick? Yeah. Or do I just say? But if you stop and have a one minute conversation, then they're in. Yeah. They're like, oh it. yeah, they start. They start yeah. pretending they want to talk to you, which yeah. they don't. No. They want to sign you up. Yeah. They know what they're doing. But fair play to them. They need to make some cash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think we'll leave it there for today. It's been an interesting episode. Always is. Um, um, If you're affected by you, Liz, I do feel sorry for you. It looks like Dan's vehicle's not going to be... I'm so annoyed about that. By literally two weeks. That's disgusting. Two weeks. That pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, Sorry sorry you could be here for this episode, Dan. But I, I guess you learned it before you actually tried to take it into London and then got charged. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. A bit yeah. of research, and now I won't be taking it in. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you in the next one. Up the Atma. See you later. Bye-bye. Charles.